1: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Study Break. My name is Melody, and today I am here with starter of app Revoteen, Aditya.
0: Hey, I'm Aditya, and I'm an incoming junior from the Bay Area in California, and I'm excited to be here today.
1: I'm so excited to discuss with you a lot about entrepreneurship, and specifically today we're going to dive into computer science, since you did start Revoteen which is an app for students to network, look for internships and gain volunteer hours. And I think this is such a cool app. This isn't even an ad, <laughs> but mm-hmm. like I am just truly so in shock by such like an amazing platform honestly for students to utilize. And so diving into this a little bit, mm-hmm. you mentioned that you actually didn't write any code. Instead, you just like created the idea and essentially acted as the person overseeing all the departments, as well as the person who was directing everyone for what to do. Mm -hmm. How exactly did you have the inspiration to create Revoutine?
0: Yeah, so Revoutine was created last year at like the start of quarantine. So everything was going remote. And of course, as summer was starting, I was looking for internships. And I know a lot of other students in high school are also looking for internships, opportunities, things like that. And I noticed it was incredibly difficult to find these, right? So like we had LinkedIn, Instagram, all these other places you could look for opportunities, but it was really hard to find opportunities tailored to rising sophomores, like high schoolers. And I realized it's also just hard to connect with students in general, especially remotely, like to build a strong connection and work on something together. So I thought if we could have such a platform where we could connect with students, find opportunities and like have a personalized feed for yourself and build your own profile, like that'd be an amazing thing to do. So I came up with the idea. I talked to a few friends and we just got started right from there.
1: You mentioned working with your friends and you also mentioned having a team of developers. So in order to construct this team, these people consist of your friends or did you like hire people to work on this project?
0: So for the beginning, it started off with a small circle of friends who were also developers. And what from there, what we did is we posted on LinkedIn, we posted opportunities on Instagram for people who were interested in working on the platform. From there, we built up our team with different skill sets and that's how we ultimately got our core developer team.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So obviously that took a lot of work to do. And we're going to talk more about networking, communication, all of that later on in this episode, so stay tuned for that. But for now, let's learn a little bit more about your story. What was it like in the beginning working on this project?
0: Yeah, when you're building like a social media platform or something like that in-depth and nuanced, you have to obviously consider a lot of different factors and there's a lot of different things to navigate. And I think that was one big difficulty to overcome a big hurdle towards the beginning, right, just figuring out logistics, figuring out a timeline, and obviously there's a lot of things that you never anticipate that come up, and just finding a way to, like, sidestep those and move around those, so at the beginning, like, for the first first few months, we had to, like, redo the app, we had to completely rethink everything, and um, those were a lot of the challenges that we came, had to overcome, because we kept ideating, we kept, like, pivoting off of different ideas, and I, like, ideating based off what users and students that we heard from wanted, and that's ultimately one of the bigger struggles, and then, we just had to overcome that and then start building the app based off of what we realized that students actually cared about.
1: Wow that is insane and it just goes to show like how much work you have to put into an app.
0: Yeah there's a lot of planning involved um, on a lot of different fronts so yeah that was just one big thing we had to navigate.
1: Yeah and you also have to stay very organized right especially since you're working with a team I'm assuming that you're the one in charge of scheduling and like planning meetings, um, setting deadlines, all of that. Correct?
0: Yeah. So obviously, considering like there's a lot of people from different time zones around the world, and it's all remote because first off, COVID, and also like locations. There's a lot of different like organization that needs to be like taken into account, right? A lot of different factors, and that's what we really have to figure out, like what's best for everyone. How do we keep everyone on task? How do we keep like everything? cohesive, right? Because you have like development, marketing, all these other things that are all just jumbled around and you have to like sort it out and make it work.
1: Yeah, definitely. So how old were you when you first had this idea and first got started with developing this app?
0: So this was in the summer of last year. So I was 14 and a rising sophomore. So that's when everything just started from there.
1: Wow, that's actually really impressive. Getting a whole app Published, too, within a year. That's yeah. awesome. Let's talk a little bit more now about the app itself. Mm-hmm. I was curious to know, what's one thing about your app that a lot of users don't expect from?
0: I think the amount of, like, the personalization and the details surrounding the app. Like, what we end up doing is, from the moment you sign up, we find out your interests, right? You can select technology, medical, um, anything else, right? That you're passionate about. We try to figure out your passions. We can see what type of content that you're interested in, and we gain your feedback. So ultimately, the personalization on your feed, your explore, because our main goal is to connect you with opportunities that you care about. So that's ultimately, like I think, something that surprises users because that's just one of the biggest focuses. Because if you go on another platform, odds are you won't find something that personalized, something that you care about that much, and it'll take some scrolling just to find your opportunities. But with, with the raviting, it's like laid out right in front of you. Like the moment you hit the app, you're, you're hit with a bunch of different opportunities that are tailored perfectly for you.
1: Yeah, that sounds amazing. And um, I'm actually getting into computer science a little bit more. So I can tell like that takes strategic planning. You have to learn how to create like an algorithm, right? <laughs> as well as understand machine learning. When you first started this app, it started originally as an idea and it formulated into an app that now has over 1800 users.
0: It's, it's been a good, it's been a like fun journey and I'm just excited for what's next.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so what is it like experiencing that and watching all of the users, um, the number of users grow?
0: I think it's extremely rewarding because it gives you a sense of validation, right? Like when you, whenever you see a user on your app, whenever you see people using the app, posting, right, talking about it, I think it's like you get that feeling that your work is paying off, right? Because you've been spending so long trying to build this up, and now it's coming to some use, right? It's helping out people, and I think that's one of the best feelings that you get when you're working on something
1: yeah i can relate to that when it comes to podcast plays um likes comments like it can get in your head but when it's a number that you like then it's like (laughs) damn that was satisfying (laughs) and i know in the app store you can leave like reviews Generally speaking, what's a really memorable review that a user left, whether it's through the app store or if it's like your friend or family who came up to you in person?
0: So I actually remember this really specific time. So this was even before we launched our app when we were posting solely on Instagram, right, about opportunities. And I remember this one person DM'd us um, and they were like, thank you so much for posting about these opportunities. I actually got connected to one of these and just keep doing what you guys do. I feel like that was even before we launched the app and that was like just at the very beginning of everything. But that was like a really great feeling, right? Because I think when you hear from someone that they're actually getting used from what you're doing, it makes you feel really good about what you're doing and it makes you even more excited to keep doing that, right? To keep receiving that feeling. And I think that's one of the things that drives you.
1: Yeah. Again, I can relate to this. DMs, comments, like all of that Mm -hmm. makes my day. This is an awfully pessimistic turn but I'd also like to ask you what's a failure that you've experienced while developing this project but how did it ultimately contribute to your growth whether it's personally or through your company?
0: Yeah so towards the beginning I believe I mentioned this a bit earlier but we had to end up completely redoing the app a few months in and I think that kind of taught us a lesson that everything has to be planned out and you have to know what the user wants before you build the product for the user, right? So it came down to something that we had to change about our system, like our approach to everything. So we ended up publishing surveys. We ended up like asking people for feedback. Our app has an option to send in feedback and we have a contact us form on our website because we realized like from that one encounter, that one experience that, we need to figure out the problem before we solve the problem because if you solve a non-existent problem then the solution is useless so that's something we learned and that's something like that we're trying to implement going forward
1: yeah exactly and you know i again that takes a lot of review and generally speaking a lot of analysis too what is your experience like facilitating a team while also like contributing so much to this app? Did you learn any valuable life lessons from this?
0: Yeah, it's a huge learning experience, right? Every day is something new, right? Because we're it's the first time we're going through this and it's just learning what's going on, how to adapt to everything. And I think the life lessons it provides is like everything's unexpected, right? Not Nothing's going to go exactly the way you want it to. And it's your responsibility to like react to it and pivot on it. And I think, especially for entrepreneurship, one of the most important things is to experience it for yourself, right? You can't learn entrepreneurship from reading a book or studying a course. You have to go out and do it. And I think that's one of the biggest differences between entrepreneurship and any other study or any other a career. And I think doing Revitin has been a great experience. And I'm just excited to continue learning these lessons, right, about entrepreneurship and just life in general and leadership. And just keep moving forward with that.
1: Yeah, that was perfectly said. Personally, I'm also striving to do something within entrepreneurship. Like my college majors, I've already selected it's going to be something related to entrepreneurship, business administration, management. Yeah, you too?
0: Yeah, that's yes. That's
1: yes, yes. And you're from the Bay Area. Berkeley is a great school.
0: Berkeley. Berkeley's an amazing school. Yeah.
1: Yeah speaking more about entrepreneurship now, Mm -hmm. let's talk about working with a team. So team building, this is a very, very important skill for anyone to have, honestly, because in the world, we always have to work with other people, we are always having to build teams. What is one experience that you remember when it comes to actually formulating the team
0: so I, would, I remember specifically the first linkedin post we put up about our open positions right we were just like here's team here's what we are and here's what we've got open right and if you're interested leave your email and we'll reach out to you and i think what was specifically like so amazing about it is that a bunch of people responded to it and this was like our first time going out right we didn't really have any experience like advertising positions anything like that but a bunch of people commented we sent a bunch of people emails and we got applications and we went through interviews. And I remember my first interview specifically, it was like, because at your first time doing an interview, you're in a completely different position as opposed to being an interviewee. And I think that just teaches you like what it's like to be on the other side of that chair, right, just opening up positions, working with people. And I think that was like a really big thing for formulating our team because it's just one of those lessons that you learn and then it helps you with other future situations.
1: Yeah, definitely. When you were creating this team, you reached out to your friends, you posted on LinkedIn and other various forms of social media. How did you ultimately come up with these specific core members that are part of your developing team, marketing team, etc.?
0: So when, as I said, when we started, it was like all friends, right? We had a pretty tight circle. So it was really easy to communicate, right? Because everyone already knew each other. Everyone knew what each other was good at. So that was a really good foundation to build off of. From there, we had a few people in our personal network that we thought would be great. So we added them on to different positions that we needed. And then like LinkedIn, Instagram, we were posting there. And most of the people who applied, because we were so early, like because this was such an early stage idea, the people who applied were like genuinely passionate about the idea. They were interested in working on it. Because it was turning an idea into a product. And I think from there we just had to build up an atmosphere, right? Like build up because it's all students. So there's a completely different like atmosphere working with all students versus like other people. And I think we just built up that atmosphere. We made people interested in buy into the idea. And I think that's what made it work.
1: When people applied for certain positions to develop Revoteen, how did you? kind of review their application and say like this is the right person to work with me
0: so there is a surface level right to every application where everyone just has like their straight up responses their resume right and you get a sense of their experience but i think like what outweighs experience is like dedication to something like if you can look at it sometimes you can look at a resume or like someone's responses and you can identify like how dedicated they are to the things they're working on right because anyone can do a ton of things right and it comes down to what what, who will contribute the most to our team and who will actually like be most passionate about it, right? Because if you're passionate about something, you'll go above and beyond. If you're just part of something, you'll just do the bare minimum. And then that's not really helpful for growing something at a pace that we wanted to grow it at. So we had the applications, we held interviews, right? We talked to people and we tried to identify like, is this person genuinely passionate about uh, uh, passionate about our mission here, right? Are they interested in what we want to do? And I think that's what helped us like narrow it down.
1: When you work with a team, when you live in the real world, you always have to keep good communication. I think this is the key to creating any healthy relationship, whether it's personal, whether it's in a work environment, always make sure to have have good communication. Mm -hmm. So how do you and your team make sure to keep that communication level at a reasonable amount while also making sure to communicate everything clearly, avoiding any misunderstandings.
0: Mm -hmm. So what we do is we have our entire team on Slack. I'm not sure if you know what that is, but that's just like a platform where you can communicate, have different channels. And what we do is we structure it into departments. So everyone has it like a department head and that department head conveys all the specific information and we have like specific docs, drives, right? when these docs are like master docs with all the info you'll need for your position, what you're doing. And I think that provides a lot better clarity instead of like just learning one by one. If you have everything laid out in front of you, you know what you're supposed to do. You have people you can immediately reach out to over Slack, over phone, over email. And I think that makes communication a lot easier, especially when you have time zone differences. So you can get like a response in a somewhat timely manner. That's our goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know when you work with a team in a group, in general, you're always going to have some sort of collision. And obviously, that is not ideal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we, we don't want that. But sometimes it's also inevitable. So have you ever experienced something where you and someone you work with kind of disagreed over something? And how did you guys fix that?
0: Yeah, there's always a lot of like collisions occasionally like with um, vision, right? What we're trying to go for. And I think that's obviously, especially apparent when you're building an app, right? Like discussing features, what pages, like how the layout should be. And I think there's like a lot of different discussions about it. But I think one of the, like the biggest things is like knowing when to compromise and when to like back down. Because if you keep pushing your point to a certain extent you have to realize that if everyone else is on one other side, it's not best for the team to just keep pushing off an idea. And you might also just be wrong, right? Like, there's a certain point where you have to realize that. And I think for us, because our core team is, like, mainly everyone who knows each other, right, they have, like, a stronger connection, it's a lot easier to, like, work out different conflicts, different collisions, because at the end of the day, we just find a way to, like, discuss, here's, we take a vote, we have a call, we have some other way of communication, and then we just sit it sit it out and resolve it there. Like, that's our approach to issues that we come up with.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, that would be my way to go too. (laughs) I've actually been thinking about making this podcast like a team, creating a team to help me build my podcast, but it takes a lot of work and management is actually really difficult. Like it's very time consuming. And since you're like the starter and also the person overseeing all the projects, you Mm -hmm. have to do everything beforehand. That way you can notify everyone you're working with and make sure like all the schedule is fine. It doesn't collide with their own personal schedules. Yeah. Yeah, so. You have to
0: understand what everyone else is doing, right? Because it's unfair to force someone into a commitment when they have other things going on, right? And I think figuring out a way to make everything work for everyone and keep everyone happy is one of the biggest things when you're like managing a team.
1: Yeah, exactly, it's it's very difficult. You have to have like top notch organization skills and you have that, so amazing work.
0: Thank you, thank you.
1: Going back to communication and avoiding any disagreements, was there a time when you guys just all somehow had like really similar visions and just like got through everything quickly?
0: I think it, it happens sometimes, but it is somewhat rare because I think like when, when you're working in that type of setting, when you have so many different people, like different approaches to things, I think it's inevitable, but I do think it's also for the best, right? Because if you have different ideas that are coming around, like you're not just going with the first thing you come up with, right? And I think that helps you improve and find what's best. So even if it does cause like any discussion or disagreement, I think everything gets resolved and everything gets moving forward with the best idea.
1: Exactly, yeah. I am all for open forums. But yeah, I am a huge fan of good communication, making sure everyone gets their voices heard, hence this podcast. Let's talk a little bit more about your expansion with people from all around the globe. And so on your team, you also have members internationally. Mm -hmm. So what is it like communicating with them, especially with time zone differences and all of that?
0: Yeah, so for time zone differences, that the, the main thing that that affects is, I would say, like, meeting ability, right? Just, like, communication always has a, somewhat of a delay, right? And I think that is an issue, but the workaround to that is, like, setting things ahead of time, right? Setting up expectations ahead of time and making sure, even if someone's in a different time zone, making sure everything's clearly communicated beforehand so there's no issues when you're actually, like, running through a task or running through a project because then that just delays things, right? And that's something that we can't afford to do. So I think that's something that we learned. And... We use task management like Trello and what we do is we assign like deadlines that are in a common like time zone, right, for the person and everything's communicated ahead of time just so there's no like breakup on like communication and that's our approach to it and I think it's worked pretty well so far and we just want to like find a way to maximize like communication because there's obviously going to be cut off.
1: How exactly do you guys kind of make sure everyone is on the same level, like everyone has the same understanding of one idea.
0: Yeah, so what we do is, obviously, we have like, we can have direct messages, we have channels, we have people communicating with each other, we have like department head meetings to make sure like every department's on the same page, right, because when you have different things going on, you have to make sure everyone's doing the same thing, everyone's working towards that one common goal or mission. And when people have, like, misunderstandings, what we end up doing is, like, we end up checking in on people even before, like, tasks are done, right? And we are, like, hey, so just to be clear, this is what we're looking for. This is what we've got going on. Just to make sure, because after the task is done, we don't want to end up finding out, like, oh, no, this person did something that was completely, like, against what we were thinking. And I think that's our approach to it. Just making sure we want to make sure multiple times that everyone's on the same page, because I think, like, that's the best way to move forward with something like this.
1: Definitely. Now let's talk a little bit more about networking, because Mm -hmm. your app is all about networking between students and internships, getting volunteer hours, all of that. So what exactly is networking?
0: Networking, in my opinion, is just building connections with people who you might not know, building up like, I'd say a community of people who are like an environment, your atmosphere, people who are around you, and then Now, like the great thing about networking in my opinion is just like you have so you have access to so many different people so many different resources so many different like things in your environment and I think networking is all about building up your environment
1: yeah actually in the last episode I talked to photographer Shannon and we briefly mentioned how networking is really impactful to succeeding in whatever field you want to pursue so in your opinion, do you think networking is something that comes off as ingenuine?
0: I think the, I think the only reason networking could come off as ingenuine is you focus, if you focus on, like, taking advantage of any connections or relationships that you make, right? I think one of the biggest mishaps that people make with networking is they assume that as soon as you, like, connect with someone on LinkedIn or connect with someone on another platform, you can just go out and ask them for, like, hey, can I have this? Or like, can you do this for me, right? I think networking is about something that's mutually beneficial, right? It helps your network. It helps like your environment. It helps their environment. So I think it could only come off as ingenuine if you try to take advantage of it, right? If you do it properly, if you make meaningful, deep connections with people, then I think it will be perfect for you. So I think that's just my mindset around it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I completely agree. I am all for networking, again, with running this podcast, it's really all about networking and building new relationships, learning about new people, finding new guests, all of that. And so networking is a huge part of any business, any form of career, honestly. And just getting into a job too, or getting an internship, you always need to network. Yeah. Yeah. And One example that I think is pretty, pretty good for those who might not understand what networking is, is if you think about a school club, you're a member of the club and you want to gain more volunteer hours, but you don't know where to look. So you sign up for the club and you meet the club officers who will then take you to locations to get those volunteer hours. Right. And then it's mutually beneficial because you're a member of the club, but you're also participating in the meantime, you're getting those volunteer hours and making new friendships, all of that.
0: Exactly. Like that's, I think that's a perfect example, right? Because if you're the club officer, as you said, you're getting another member, right? You're building your own network because now you have like a bigger base. And if you're like the club member in this case, you're getting exactly what you're looking for, right? Those volunteer hours, that opportunity. And I think that's the, that's like, an embodiment of like what networking is about right just building you have something they have something you guys want something like if you fuse the two together you're obviously getting better off than being alone so I think that's what networking is about
1: yes exactly exactly and so how important do you think it is for teens now specifically high schoolers to understand what networking is and to actually start networking with people
0: I think it's huge, um, like off the bat, if you, when you're going to college, right? There's people in college networks that you wanna connect with from the start, right? Get, in, get yourself involved with societies, even within high school. If you're looking for a high school internship, those are really hard to find and super competitive. Your best bet for that is cold messaging someone, right? Reaching out to someone. And I think the thing about networking is you're, you can never go lower than the status quo by networking with someone, right? You, you, if, you're, if you're where you're at and you connect with someone and you reach out to them and you try like building a connection, The worst that happens is like, they say no, right? Then then what? You just move on to the next person. You just move on to something else. And I think you can't go wrong with networking. And I think that's why every high schooler, every student should do that.
1: That was so well said. Like there is nothing to lose from it. Just go ahead and give it a try. And if it fails, then it's like, oh, well, at least you learned an experience from it. Um, you pursued an opportunity. You, you took an opportunity. And that is already something to be very proud of.
0: Exactly. It just prepares you for future networking experiences, right? So like you're just building yourself up. And I think that's great. So like it's only a positive at the end of the day.
1: Mhm. Yeah, exactly. And also, what's the harm in trying, you know? Like you, you can only get good things out of it. So yeah. honestly, at this point, like just just put yourself out there. Um, get out of your comfort zone. Have a little fun with it. Do yeah. your stuff.
0: <laughs> just like just do what you like with networking there's so many different possibilities, right? There's so many different pathways. And I think just do what you want, do what interests you and it'll work out for you, right? At the end of the day, it's going to improve you in some fashion.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think a key factor is to be genuine. Be yourself like what you said, um, but also at the same time, like make sure you don't take advantages of people like just because someone works in a place that you want to work in you don't just be like hey be all nice with them and stuff and then after you get that position you just like ditch them leave them alone whatever like (laughs) that's just not a kind thing to do first of all and then second of all that really isn't how networking works
0: yeah the key to like any healthy relationship is both people get something good out of it right and I think that applies especially to like a professional relationship right networking and I think even if you do get what you want, you should focus on holding that like connection because like holding a connect, you never want to break bridges, right? So you you just want to keep that connection strong and it'll still benefit you, right? You'll still reap those rewards at the end of the day.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Very well said. And so when it comes to networking, I think there are those like very rare instances where people do kind of take advantage of you and so how do you handle that situation?
0: I think one of the biggest things is it's very obvious when someone's trying to take advantage of you right from like the bat you can obviously tell right if someone's like being ingenuine and I think like that's one of the biggest reasons I'd say like don't do that right because people are people who you try connecting with people who you try networking with they probably have more experience with you especially if you're a student and you're trying to connect with a professional they've probably seen a bunch of people trying to network with them. Right. So you're not going to fool a professional into like getting taking advantage of any networking connection or relationship. And I think the biggest thing is like put yourself out there, right? Talk about who you really are. And if they want to make a connection with like who you are, then perfect. And then you'll build something often and you'll have a mutually beneficial relationship. Don't portray yourself as something that you're not, because then they're not building a relationship with you. They're building the relationship with the person that you portrayed yourself to be. And then that's not healthy.
1: Yes, exactly. Like the iconic line from Outer Banks, you're in love with the image or, wait, what is it? (laughs) You're in love with the idea of me.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, be yourself. (laughs) That's the key phrase in this episode. Be yourself, pursue your interests, follow your passions, you know. I think it's very cliche, but also at the same time, it's just so important and it's very true, you know. Yeah. And so before we end this episode, is there anything else you wanted to add?
0: I'd say like my one thing that I always like talk about with entrepreneurship is like, just explore your passions, right? And there's nothing to lose, right? Because if, you're, if, you, if what your initiative, you're working on doesn't work out, then what, right? You're, you're getting experience, you're getting learning experience. And then nobody, there's no such thing as like an overnight success. There's nothing that happens on the first try, Right. People, there's always a behind the scenes, there's always people putting in hundreds of hours behind something. And I think that's something that everyone needs to realize, like you have to put in a lot of work to even see any source of like light at the end of the tunnel.
1: Yeah. And another thing to keep in mind is the fact that even when it comes to business and, you know, growing on social media, all of this, it also takes luck. Um, college admissions too. like, even if your resume looks beautiful, it doesn't mean you will get in. Mm -hmm. And so that's also something to keep in mind, like sometimes people work so hard, but still don't get exactly what they want. It's hard to accept but it's also very crucial for you to take that in and then move on and then create your next bigger and better project
0: exactly you can't let that get you down you can't let that like discourage you right because at the end of the day, luck is like something that you just can't control right there's a lot of things you can't control and basically especially in business right so i think the point is just keep moving forward right even if you don't get what you want the first time there's nothing stopping you from a second time, right? There's no barrier to anything because it's all about like building off an idea and that's up to you. Like you control essentially your destiny. I think that's like the biggest thing about entrepreneurship. You control your fate, you control your success. And yeah.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm clapping. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautifully said. And thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. Where can people connect with you on social media?
0: Um, you can connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn. My Instagram app is adityajo 5 I'm pretty sure. And then my <laughs> LinkedIn, just search up my name and I would love to connect with you.
1: Yeah. And where can people download your app Revotine?
0: Yeah. So Revoteen' is available on the App Store and Google Play Store. So iOS or Android, you can download it from anywhere.
1: Perfect. So make sure to go check out Aditya's social media platforms as well as his app. Thank you so much again for coming on. To all the listeners, make sure to follow my Instagram at the Study Break Podcast and tune into your favorite podcast app, follow Study Break there, and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye, everyone.
0: Bye.